U2's pop has turned 25 and the Garden Tarts are celebrating all year long. So tune in each week because Jenny and Hillary have found the keys to the time machine. They're heading back to 1997 to find all that nostalgia and the sugar dropping, bubble popping, rock and roll. I already finished my drink. I didn't get a drink. <laughs> it's okay. I'm drinked up. Um, hey, Hillary. Hey, Jenny. How are you today? I am well, thanks. How are you? Good. good. It is um, mid-evening, April 4. <laughs> Actually, that sounds familiar to me. It does sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> It actually is Monday, April 4th, um, as we were recording this. Not early evening or early morning, but mid-evening. Um, we have so much U2 stuff to talk about. Or we should just say Wait. a lot of it's Bono-related. Um, you know what? I'm sorry I interrupted. I just, yeah. I just found I have this <sighs> right next to my bed. We have your old friend, old camp. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Did you you drink all of your I did. I had it was one part screwball, one part Kahlua, one part Bailey's. Ooh. It was delicious. Well to the Reverend Martin Luther King, may he rest in peace. Yes, may he rest in peace. I'm trying to get drops out of my cup. It worked. I got a job. Stuff is so good. So good. So good. So good. Um, I learned a new word today. What's that? Courtesy of our friend PJ at Octoon Baby. Bontent. Bont- I love it. There's a bon- It is Bono content. This week's heavy Bontent. Really heavy Bontent. So it is either feast or famine when you're a YouTube fan. And we have been starving <laughs> for news, and there hasn't been any. And, then, and now it's like, boom! <laughs> we can't even consume it fast enough. Yeah. We are consuming, we are so overwhelmed that we pretty much all glossed over the fact that there is a pretty solid rumor of a new release. Yeah. New, we'll just like talk right about it. You two songs, who is usually right on the money. Not, you know, there's something going on there. Um, Songs of Surrender, which I love. I love it. That name. Um, November 18th, it is, and they've been talking about this for a while. Adam's been talking about it, lots of it. This is the album of revisited old songs. A la hashtag sting. Hashtag sting. Yeah, hashtag sting. Um, which I think is great because we all know that those songs grow into better things. Yeah. They fucking better. It's just a a sketch. Right. It's like their songs are like drafts. Yeah. They have to grow and mature in age. Um, so that's coming songs of surrender. And my guess is that it's a done deal unless something happens. Yeah, I mean, 
if Adam talks about something, it's usually right on. Right, right. For sure. I trust him. I mean, I used to trust anyone but Bono, but then Edge has led us astray a few times. <laughs> and Larry doesn't speak, so Larry... <laughs> if but he when said he something, gospel. I probably would believe him. Yeah. But he, he doesn't speak, so... The only real one that I trust these days is Adam. Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of Adam, back in mid-March, he was on a podcast with um, now Breslin, I think is how you pronounce his last name. It's on Spotify. Where is my mind is the name of the podcast. If you want to search for it, it was back March 14th. But Niles, it's this is. It's my understanding, I've only listened to Adams, but it sounds like his whole series is mental health. And he has struggled with addiction, sobriety, and addiction to sobriety, and as we know, Adam has as well. So it was just a really, I mean, Adam has been so open about his story and his experience and getting sober and but this was a whole nother level of detail that I hadn't heard before like going back to like being a teenager um I haven't listened to it I need to it's it's so lovely he's so easy to listen to like he's just such a great storyteller I mean it's his own story but it's just so honest and real and I mean if he's holding back it's you know, details we don't need, you know, but you can tell that he's really talking um, to help himself and to help others, which was really, really, really cool. So I recommend looking that up. Where's my mind? It's only on Spotify that I can tell. It's not on Apple at all. I will put that on my to-do list. Yeah, it's worth it. I want to say it was about 40, 45 minutes. You could easily put it on like while you're getting dressed or I mean it's just it goes quickly it's really really nice yeah um other just quick side notes right here there is there is apparently I can't speak best of bond cd I think it's already out but golden eye by Bono and Edge is on it so if you're I guess if you're a collector of those things go for it and then it's so, so good. So Bond. So Bond. And if you don't know uh, what we're talking about, it's a song that Bono and Ed wrote and Tina Turner sang it. Yes, yes. Called Goldeneye. And then did you listen? You did just listen the other day, that song by Confidence Man. Yeah. Holy crap. So, so. I saw a bunch. I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest Twitterer in the world but I went through and looked on Twitter and a lot of people are like is that Bono? Yeah! There's Without a doubt. So you two songs um, tagged Confidence Man in it and they replied with a shh like with a <laughs> like they confirmed it. Apparently yeah. Edge is credited with the tambourine. This album is called Tilt. The song is called Feels Like a Different Thing. I don't know. I didn't listen for the tambourine. I just went to the two minutes and 30 seconds 
Mark. Oh, I, I listened to the whole song. It's catch. It's not my kind of music, but it's catchy. No. It's an Australian band. It's there is no other voice like that. No. 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 It's it absolutely. And I guess he's thanked on the album, but not credited on the songs. So it was a little. But how cool is that? Very cool. Makes me wonder what else is out there. <laughs> what are we missing? I kind of want that to be my um my ringtone or my like text message alert. He says, if you like that, you're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> and is like, that's the like fun, sexy voice that he can pull off. Yeah. He's not pretending. <laughs> no. Oh, goodness, goodness. Um, last thing before we get into the bond tent is the Global Citizen campaign. Um, the Stand Up for Ukraine that President Zelensky made a call for musicians and athletes and, you know, people in the entertainment industry with large followings to stand up and speak out get people motivated. So of course Bono got right up in line and on April 4th, Global Citizen is holding a like virtual rally. Like they're calling it like the largest social media campaign in history or something. Um, On what day? April 8th. So in just, just a few days after this, what day is that? Friday? Oh, we're, yeah, we're, Friday. Yeah. If you're listening on Wednesday, April 6th, it's on Friday, April 8th. You can go to forukraine.com to get info, but check that out for sure. Okay. Did we get through all the business? I think we did. Okay. On to the bond tent. Bond Trademark tent. PJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Bono's been bouncing around the states, West he Coast, has. East Coast. In my neck of the woods, which is unnerving. He was out in like L.A. while Garden Tart Amanda was out there, and then within like a hot second, he was in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Features up in Ohio, I'm gonna die. At least L.A. and D.C. <laughs> make sense. <laughs> right. There is definitely a lobbying day on Capitol Hill for the one campaign that he was a part of. It was really cool with their their little clips here and there, but um, he met with the Capitol Police. Yeah. Thank them for like saving democracy. <laughs> yeah, but like that's I just you know I'll talk more about this in a little bit, but like. He's he's so much more pro-American than I am, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't always feel it. I hate to say it. Right. But I don't always think that we're such a great idea. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, I'm. I am a generation removed from immigrants to this country. Right. 
He's not even right. from this country. So maybe it seems like a good idea when you... you it's the fanboy in him. It is fanboy. I was going to use it, but he says it. Yes. He, he actually says. says fanboy fan and boy. critic, he says. Yep. But I do, and like, we'll get into it, but I... And we'll get into it. Yeah. The idea that is not yet realized. Sung. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk, start talking about that? This big yeah. honor? Yeah. So Bono was in D.C. I think that his visit to Capitol Hill was um, just because he was in town. Why right. he was there was because he was honored by the Fulbright program, which, if you don't know, it's um, it's like a grant. It's like a grant program for pe- for all, people all over the world. It's considered to be the most widely recognized and prestigious scholarships in the world. It's you got the award was for international understanding. That's which, sure. which Bill Clinton, Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, like all of Bono's they, people, all of Bono's people, and like countless others. Um, I want to say countless others. It's good company. Yeah. So yeah, he was in D.C. for that, and they streamed it live for free. Which was awesome. And did you happen to see the woman that introduced him? No. I didn't see any of it live. Oh, my goodness. I I saw the whole speech, but I didn't see. I didn't see that. She was so wonderful. She was the the general. I'm sorry. The director general of the WTO. She was when she and Bono met. She was the finance minister of Nigeria. But she's known him for like 20 some years. And it was really cute. She said, I've never seen Bono nervous. And he's nervous. <laughs> it's he so seemed cute. nervous. Yeah, but then he fell right into it. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's just Bono. Like. So a bunch of us were, the, we had a channel on the YouTube conference Discord channel, like a watch party. And I was like, obviously, she's never seen him in an opening night. (laughs) And people made all kind of comments. I saw him here. I saw him here. He was so nervous. Yeah. (laughs) But especially, I mean, it's mostly TV stuff. It's like it, it, when he's on TV, it takes him a little while to get his footing, it seems. Or the the first show of a tour. But it it seems like... uh, TV gets them more than anything. For sure, for sure. So my one major comment about this is that this is, this entire, was like a 25 minutes speech or something, right? It is everything that he has been saying for all of these years. It's just putting it into one neat package, but with like 60 years of experience. Like, he's been saying this shit forever, but now he's saying it with, like, actual knowledge. Yeah. Experience. It's the ultimate, the ultimate Bono speech. 
It, it absolutely is. I still think that in terms of speeches, his proudest moment was inducting Bob Marley into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or that NAACP award he won years ago. Yeah, I'd have to watch that NAACP one again. But the Bob Marley one, that was that's brilliant. But to me, that was a brilliant performance. It was, but th- there was performance in this for sure. There was too, but this um. But this was more. He wasn't. He wasn't talking to the the TV or um other musicians in the music industry in this. He was talking to a room full of politicians and nonprofit people, right. <laughs> like ambassadors and senators and congressmen and. Uh, all kinds so of my, my brother will had a friend that was there yeah she took pictures and my my senator mark warner was there and uh that hurt my heart both of those things hurt my heart a little bit yeah. like i wish i could have been there i couldn't have been there there was no way in the world yeah it was I mean, so not expensive i love or an invite i just yeah well and apparently he showed up just in time for his spot and then left pretty quickly as well. Um, I like <laughs> two of the first, she talked about how she gets flowers on her birthday every year from him. And I forget what she, she somehow called him tall. I don't know. <laughs> it obviously wasn't in reference to his height but he said you send flowers and you get called get called being tall amazing <laughs> god <laughs> almighty <laughs> so if i look i saw pictures of her with him and yeah she, he is very tall compared to her okay she can't be five foot tall no <laughs> he said madam director of the WTO introducing Monsieur Director General of the WTO. <laughs> I I don't know if we talked about this. But no. When I was, I don't know if we. I mean, we have talked about it, but I don't know if we talked about it on the pod. But when I was in Cleveland, one of your children said WTF, and your husband asked oh. if if they knew what that meant yeah. yeah and then we we came up with all kinds of things and the one that stuck I mean I I at least with Amanda was yeah. I said wow that's free <laughs> so that's what we say trademark. now trademark wow that's free oh my god we came up with so many things wow that's free I think was the best absolutely the best like I didn't think so but but you guys, see, I don't know. You guys seem to, and that means I don't know. It, it struck a chord in the moment. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> what a kind of silly thing to say. It's hard. Wow, think, that's free. It sounds sarcastic. I think it was. I think, I think it was. You know, I still don't think it's that funny. I think it was the delivery because I started it not knowing where <laughs> it, was it was just gonna that. end up. It wasn't like I came up with the best thing ever. No, it was like, well, that's free. 
and it stuck. So I think it was the delivery more than it was because it I've told a few other people that and no one laughs. <laughs> right. It was definitely in context. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we say that now. Wow, that's free. <laughs> yeah, this speech was just Bono at his finest. And, you know, coming from when was, I mean, he hasn't had to, not that, not that it matters most of the time because he does what he wants to do, but he hasn't had to like put a suit on and get up in front of people in a really long time. Not, I mean, that kind of setting. Not like that. I mean, he did like sing too, but that's different because he brought Edge with him all the time. Yeah, it, that's, and then everything else has been Zoom. Yeah, but this is this was a different. This was different than at least for me, it was yeah. different to hear in this context. It, it's it felt like it's been a hundred years since I last saw him doing something like right. this. That's been a very long time. Yeah. So he says that the first I highlighted the WTF but my next thing that I highlighted from his speech he says I come from noise and the intent to find some signal in that noise I come from informality from occasional dishevelment I come from rock and roll holy crap man (laughs) how do you even but but I love the the dishevelment and he like gestured towards jacket I'm like, you look good tonight. Yeah, right. You're wearing a shirt. When you went to the Capitol, you were wearing a shirt. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> oh, we have reasons for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, then he says, I come from rock and roll and pop lyrics that sound like they are throwaway lines. And they are, but they mean so much. And then goes into this whole spiel about the Beatles. I saw her standing there. Yeah. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> but it took a pretty cool turn. It did. And somewhere in there, he mentioned um, limericks. Yeah, he made a joke. <laughs> yeah, about, because clearly that one was so bad that it's, you know. He, he said, knows. I like some limericks too. There was a rock star called Bono. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what did we, didn't we name our, didn't we, that wasn't that our, the name of our app? It was, um, yeah, it was something like that. It once was a. Our last app. I actually did think that when he said that there once was a man named Bono, he said. Hmm. So maybe he's listening. If you're listening. <laughs> or maybe it's just a really what? average chicken. <laughs> In your next limerick. <laughs> In your next limerick, it's the word chicken. I didn't check to make sure that there is no chicken in here. But um, I don't think no chicken that I noticed. Um, but it's interesting. Um, he said that he realized that Paul McCartney was singing to, it was freedom, his and ours. He said, uh, my next highlighted thing, he said, you see, rock and roll, if it's anything, it's the sound of liberation, political, spiritual, sexual. It's liberation. And that's not the, it's not the first time he said that. No. He's, Someone yes, 
posted, there was something in a show at MSG, and I don't know if it was Elevation or Vertigo, but it was a while ago that he said that. And they said that's the first time they had heard that. No, um, it's not, this wasn't the first time but, I'd heard it either, but the delivery was just better than usual. Yeah. Um, and then he said, yes, it's the howl, the crash, bang, wallop, you know, the cry of a soul setting itself on fire. I think rock and roll is the sound of liberation. And liberation yeah. is at the core of who I am. Yeah. Which is really cool because, you know, he's, you know, preaches nonviolence, but he's not necessarily a nonviolent man. Right. I mean, he doesn't, as far as I know, he doesn't practice violence, but he will speak about violence of his past. Violent urges. <laughs> That's really time. likes a good pub brawl. <laughs> That's that's really timely this week, Jenny. It is very timely. <laughs> I'm not making I'm not making any more jokes about that because it's serious. Okay, good, good. But it is there's there's so many jokes. Did you see Saturday Night Live from this week? I didn't. No. I'll have to send you a clip because it's pretty good. Okay. We're talking about Will Smith and Chris yeah. Rock. Um, yeah. Which I, it's I really though it's laughable it's a serious thing I think yeah that's anyway um moving from violence but liberation that's I like that that's a really good word for bottom yeah it's a really good word um okay. let me see what Really, okay. does, go ahead. I said he talks a lot about Ukraine, which is good. Yeah. Um. So he he says <laughs> he he talks about turning sixty, and he was like, "But by the time I turn sixty, and then he paused and said, <laughs> "Thank you very much," but no one had applauded yet. <laughs> and then they ap- applauded, but. <laughs> But it was like awkward silence. Yeah, like oh <laughs> shit, we should have done that before. But I loved it. I mean, like obviously he, he, uh, I mean he just, he, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. Love it. Um, and then I, I wrote this down, but I didn't look at the description before. But he was like, wait till I tell you, and it, he sounded so Irish. But it in the transcript, it says heavy Irish brogue. Mad props to our friend Angela from YouTube Conference, who actually did this transcript that yeah. we're using. So we didn't actually transcript this, no, type no. it up ourselves. Um, yeah. Can I go back to the Ukraine thing real quick? Yeah. Because I went before, because this really hit me hard that, so he's talking about the people of Ukraine, the people that are fighting in the Ukrainian people that are fighting. And he says, is there not a part of you that feels they are more American than you? Why? Because they are actually living, actually dying for the ideal that is freedom. They're fighting for our freedom, too. Now, we haven't been asked to face that test yet. I should be thankful for that, not embarrassed by it, but somehow I'm both. Maybe you are too. And that really had me thinking like, 
If Russia attacked America, would we take up arms? No. Yeah. Would I you? Mean, our country as a whole. Our country would. Oh, no. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm but sure would, plenty of people would, but no, I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah, I'd leave it to the army. I guess Ukraine's smaller and this now, but people are literally. But there's, there's one other thing he said, and I was like, where is it? It's later on. I want to find it. Hang on. Freedom in Ukraine means people don't want. Wait, wait. Freedom in Ukraine means people don't want to take up. People don't want to take up arms are taking up arms. And I, I, I. So I don't I, know. I don't, that's a really good point. And it, it does make me feel a little embarrassed, too. Yeah. I'm embarrassed no, that. I, I wouldn't. I would not fight for my country. Mm-mm. Absolutely. I, I mean, swim to Ireland if I had to. <laughs> right? So, yeah. I'm I'm embarrassed by that. Yeah. I, I, he, wow. I don't know why I didn't. Thankful and embarrassed. didn't resonate with me until you just said that. And he does say. Then he says, there's a nagging thought that maybe we've fallen asleep in the comfort of our freedom. So, yeah. I guess that's nagging me. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. My uh, my next highlighted thing, he says, <laughs> Bob Dylan sounded like the Declaration of Independence with a harmonica and a guitar. You yes. Know. I feel like that's reading, but I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that America's song came on the radio like a surge of static electricity. What song is that? Oh, it's brief, but it's close. He says, I'm running down the road like loose electricity. But that just that, like a surge of static electricity that just, I heard breathe in that. Knocking me out of my bed, knocking me out of my head. So good, so good. I do love that he mentioned the 60 songs that saved his life. Yeah. He talks about yeah. um, January 6th in Cap- on Capitol Hill and how that was the death of all of our innocence <laughs> about our democracy and our freedom. I know he just hit everything. And then he bounces to one that turns into the 60 songs that turns into Northern Ireland. Like how, I don't understand how he pieced this all together. It worked really but well. It works really well. He, he said, he describes Ireland in the seventies and he's like, um, you all know this. You've seen Belfast. <laughs> yep. Yep, we have. If you haven't, go see it. Oh my or, God, that is so good. So good. But he really, he talks so much just in his general public life about America being an idea. But but he really drills into it here. That yeah, I, I mean, he's I been saying it. it for... 20 some years but 
but now I understand it more. Yeah. And he, I love it. Go ahead. He really, I mean, like, he's talked about it so many times, but it, he, like, went into detail this time, for, which felt like actually the first time. Though he said a lot of this stuff in different formats, it's just the first time it was all put, all the pieces were together. Right, right. He also called himself an, an Irish rock star of medium height, <laughs> <laughs> which lots of our friends on Twitter are just saying that about things. This is my dog of medium height. <laughs> <laughs> this is something medium height. It's really, really cute. Oh, I love when he said this is about the January 6th. He said freedom is under attack from the outside but also from the inside, and then said, you know who you are. Looking around the room. Holy this shit. This is also the closest he's been to partisanship in a long time. Yeah. Yes. Without saying the words, he said it. Yes. And for a really long time, he hadn't... He stayed away. Yep. He also... <laughs> There was so much serious in this, but he was talking about the daily toil of democracy, and this room is full of toilers. Well, on the um, the live stream, there were closed captions, and instead of toilers, it said toilets. <laughs> you know what? I did highlight, you know, who you are as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the dog-eared documents, the conference tables with the plates of stale sandwiches, the deli trays with the curled-up cheese. What curled what the cheese. hell is that? I can picture it. You know that deli tray, don't you? Yeah. And the I, cheese I mean, is like rolled up to be like. I mean, I know decorative. the deli is rolled up. I guess the cheese does too. I never thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real heroism. I get it. I get it. Felt like there was there's something else in the, on this page that because he comes back to the America idea again. We'll get to um, he talks about America help in with peace on Ireland. He did call it the island of Ireland, yeah, as opposed to two separate countries, which I thought was interesting. So I read, oh gosh, where did I read this? And I highlighted it and I forget where it was. Because I wanted to talk about it here. And I'm not even, I don't even remember where I read it or who said it. But apparently the original American dream was this land where everyone could live in harmony and together. And to just to create this, like cohesive, amazing society, land, land of, land of the free, home of the brave, right? And then it became the American dream was an individual success. So, and they were saying how when Bono talks about the American dream, he's not talking about what became the individual success. Right. Of coming he's over as like a refugee and building yourself into an empire. He's talking right. about the cohesive 
where everyone goes and he talks about, and this was great. I hadn't heard him say any of this before. And this is two different spots, but you know, America isn't classical music. America is punk rock. America is hip hop. And then he says at a different point, Oh fuck, where is it? Oh, here it is. So tell the bullies in the pulpit, the American song has never been a solo. It's symphonic actually but there are melodies missing. They've been missing from the start and there are performers now on the stage who are previously thrown off who were excluded. So the song isn't the same one that we thought we knew. Turns out the song is still to be written, the American song. It might be, America might be the greatest song the world has never heard yet. Think about that. So I've heard him say that last part, but I mean, he's really digging into racism there. Yeah. And, ex- and all that. So I've been, I've been watching this document. I've seen it before, but I've seen it several times before. It's like a seven-part PBS documentary on New York. It's like yeah. the greatest documentary Still I've need to ever watch seen. That. Yeah. But I feel like every time I've watched it, and every time I take like lots more than I did before. Like I keep, I take that with me. And you saying that. There was a never the American dream, not in terms of soul, a collective America, a united, yeah, a united United States. That was never going to happen because we came here. We, I, I didn't. Right. But Americans came here and displaced Native Americans. So, like, that was never. There was. Oh yeah, it was set up for failure. It absolutely was like it. Yeah. So it, I just came up with that. But in the actual documentary, it says it talks about immigrants coming in, which also is interesting because now I think the word we use more is refugee. Yes. Yeah. And though all these people were refugees, that wasn't that wasn't like. I think refugee, we use it pretty liberally, but I think it, it's like a legal term. It is. It right? absolutely. But it, but I think it's it, it's also a far more honest term. Yeah. Right. But I, but I think that's more like this documentary was filmed in the late 90s. I mean, every single picture still has World Trade Centers. Yeah. Up. So, I mean, it's clearly outdated, but but in our vernacular today it's refugees it's not immigrants right which is just interesting but anyway my my family were immigrants they came because they could not because they had to right my family was refugees but what specifically talking about are people leaving ireland because of the famine those were refugees yes Um, you know my family leaving you know the leaving um Latvia and Russia and everywhere, Lithuania or what? No, you're from your family. I'm Lithuania. From... You're Latvia. <laughs> I'm lot. Anyway, they talk about immigration and refugees, and you put that very. You said that very well. But it says it. One of the things they say is that it's. I mean, they don't say 15 minutes. I'm rephrasing, but it's kind of like each group of people coming to this country had their 15 minutes of being you know new and mistreated and then they started 
to mistreat the next new group that came right, in. Right, right. I get that, yeah. Minutes, but I can't come up with a better term. I don't remember the exact words. But also they said the the only, and this really resonated with me, and I swear I've never, I've never paid attention like that before. And I've seen it, this documentary many times. But it said the only group of people who are English speaking and white that were treated poorly when they came to this country were the Irish. Yeah. Yeah, like, I believe it. Anyone coming from another English speaking country with white skin were welcome. No but problem. The Irish, the Irish weren't. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. It, it it really, really is. Um, but it also, I think, thinking about it, like, I mean, this way predates me, but I mean, I love Ireland for obvious reasons, but my dad has always been really into Irish music. He, he says in another lifetime, he was a potato farm, an Irish potato farmer. Yeah. He plants potatoes. He's, he likes Irish music. He likes Irish Spring. But I think <laughs> Irish Spring. His birthday is March 16th, so he he generally celebrates it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Because, wouldn't you? Anyway, I think that that his fascination has to come from him being, you know, born from a non-English speaker yeah you know that came yeah. to this country and, and there's got to be a lot of I mean I know that there was a, a lot of unity in all different sorts of refugees that came here but I think that might be my dad's thing because it way predates me being alive right um, right and uh that might be what his it just might resonate with him I don't know I knew, I just thought that was really, really interesting. But from watching that and having this conversation, like you and you said it perfectly that it was made to fail. I mean, there's yeah, no way that we could ever come out from that when you kill and displace a whole, you know, right. the, the native people who the, the people who the land belonged to. This collective dream, American dream, was really meant for this small sect of white people. Right. And that's why he says, like, there are people on the stage now that haven't been. Like, the song is still being written because, like, when they first started the draft, it was really incomplete. And we're adding, we're adding it in. So, I don't know. I really love that analogy. I hope we get there. Doesn't feel very hopeful. I mean, it doesn't feel very. No, it's not. But, but I, I feel like the people who are speaking that weren't speaking before, are not on our side. They're not on our side. Yeah, the people that are outspoken are are crazy right wing Trump people. Oh, those people. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm talking about the underserved, underfunded minority communities that are not such minority communities those are the ones no they're not but i feel like the trumpers are yelling a whole lot louder yeah oh yeah and that's just 
Bullhorns. See, Bullhorns. this is such a great conversation. This is why Bono needs to be our BFF. And have whiskey and cake with us. I Definitely whiskey and cake. But I feel like he would really enjoy this conversation. I think so, too. He makes for good content. <laughs> that what? Say that again. He makes for good content. <laughs> yeah, he does. He makes he makes us all smarter. I know, right? Okay. He's so an, another highlight. Um, he says, "Wait, where is it? It's a very long sentence." He says, it's an exciting thought that after 246 years of this struggle for freedom, after 246 years of inching and crawling towards freedom, sometimes on your belly, sometimes on your knees, sometimes marching, sometimes striding, this might be the moment you let freedom ring, or in my case, let freedom sing. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, is going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> Wait, let freedom sing. Yes. <laughs> how did that just happen? And that's how it works. That whole thing gives me chills, though. It's so hopeful. It's so hopeful. Oh, I love. Here was another moment where I think he expected a little something from the crowd that he didn't get. <laughs> when he was like, "Oh God, wait for this." <laughs> After the president, I'm the second most likely person in this town to quote Seamus Heaney. Do <laughs> you think people are like, was that yeah. a punchline? <laughs> no, I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was great. <laughs> I was waiting for something bigger than that. But right. I but think it's, it I mean, it was funny that it had to do with Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bono should be the most likely one to quote Seamus Heaney. <laughs> to have and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I love it. I love it. Love um, it. We're getting close to the end, y'all, I promise. Yeah, really close. I mean, yeah, he talks a lot. He goes, he talks more about Ukraine and. Yeah, um, he says, he he talks about Ukraine. And if if you're following the news, Ireland is taking a lot of refugees. Um from Ukraine and and in Ireland it's he says that Ireland is um the population size of Ireland is that of Ukraine yeah um of those fleeing right those fleeing fleeing yeah he says um that it's an exodus of biblical proportions. Americans understand exodus. It's what led many of you here, generations before you, or maybe your own fleeing oppression, fleeing pogroms and persecution. Except he pronounced pogroms. Pogroms. Weird. He said pogroms. pogroms. Which I actually yeah. thought that's, that's not how you pronounce it. No. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, but it might be his, like, an Irish pronunciation. I don't know. So th- it, may, it might be. And, I mean, I don't know. But I think it's a... Uh, I'm looking it up. Pogrom or pogrom. Pogrom, yeah. Like you said it. Pogrom, you said, right? Yeah, but the origin of the word is Slavic. Okay. 
Oh, here's Irish pronunciation. Pick your preferred accent. Pogrom. Pogrom. It's Pogrom. Okay. Interesting. I don't know, but I, um, I mean, I've heard that word way too many times in my life, and everyone I've ever heard that has said it has said pogrom. Yeah. But whatever. I mean. Well, you're. That's how the. It's not. This is the thing, though. It's not an English word, so. Right. It doesn't really, you know, like how you spell it, how you pronounce it, is, you know, from what you, your origins. Right. Right. Okay, so also, so he really getting to the end, but he says, <laughs> okay, firstly, I didn't know that Exodus. Yeah, that, yeah, this, I didn't know that either. I didn't realize that Redemption song was on Bob Marley's last album. Isn't it, didn't he say it's the last song on the last album? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Me neither. That's amazing. To end your career with that. The end that being your end note? Holy crap. But so when Bono sang the song, when he sang it, I swear I heard old pirate, yes, the rabbi. Huh. It sounded like that. I mean, I know that's not, I knew well enough that that wasn't the, the word that's not the lyric but it sounded like just like i guess when he said toilet or, earlier <laughs> toilet yeah well, that was the calf yeah but i mean i feel like like i knew he wasn't saying it might just be how it flowed but out. it really sounded like when he said it it re- in my head that's all i heard and i've heard that song a hundred times yeah and more than a hundred times, I'm sure. But I swear I heard old pirate, yes, the rabbi. The rabbi. <laughs> so we talk whenever we do our like tart talks about tours and albums, we talk about how they always end on a prayer. Always yeah. every song, every I'm sorry, every tour, every album. So he says, as the Irish, as the Africans, as the Jews have all sung themselves the American song. As Ukrainians are singing it now, I will tonight sing a redemption song for you, a hymn to close the evening. So I just thought it was very on brand. Yeah. A song of freedom, the last song on Bob Marley's album. The last song on Bob Marley's last album. He then, before, he, he shovels the papers around and he says, just give me a moment. I know this, but just in case. Yeah, right. He's got to get the lyrics. He's got to get the lyrics, but then it was like he had a hard time getting to them right away. <laughs> well, you could tell he he would he had this whole stack of papers, and he would like in the beginning he would turn them kind of at the right time, and then every once in a while he'd go like two, <laughs> like right. oh did all those already, <laughs> yeah, or missed that. I do after he sang, which was just phenomenal. Yeah, so phenomenal. He said, thank you a bunch of times. And then it's a question. It's an invitation. It's a provocation. Thank you so much. Do I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> like he, needed, he needed staging directions. But it was instant. He didn't let people clap. No. Did it. <laughs> Do I leave now? <laughs> He's like, I got a party to get to. 
Maybe he, right? He did go to a party after. Yeah, he hosted something, apparently. Um, but well, and you know, he had to talk. You know, he he had a lot of business to do, a lot of. Yeah. Had to get out of that maybe building. He, maybe he had to go to the bathroom. Well, then maybe, but they handed him the the bus, like the award, and um, and then someone apparently in the crowd started singing "How Long to Sing This Song." Amazing. The woman who introduced him also put that into her introduction. How long to sing this song is perfect. It's worth looking up and watching. You would enjoy it. We hear so many people talk about their personal relationships with him so much, but this is a very different perspective. Yeah. She knows a different Bono than most of the world does. Right. So I also, speaking of, I said, maybe he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Another thing that I highlighted, though, was I feel like he went to, like, extra, he put extra effort into drawing out the poo and Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Putin. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. He called him a Bond villain. <laughs> Yeah, tyrant. But I, I, it really, it sounded, at least <laughs> I heard that way, that he was like, Putin. <laughs> I like the poo and Putin trademark. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Maybe he did. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think that was a pretty comprehensive, just looking at my notes of everything else. Yeah, we got everything, I think. God, there's been so much. He was out in out in Hollywood. I forgot to mention, we think he might have gone to the... Their manager had a post-Oscar party. Oscars, I could not think of the word, yeah. Yeah, so I think he maybe, it looked like he might have possibly been there. Yeah, he was definitely in the area, and it looks like other people that he would be with from photos. Yes. People near Bono realm. <laughs> Familial. Actually, they're not near. They're, they're of. They're of Bono. Familial people. I do love that his whole family was out in inhaler shows while he was getting this award. And he's He's getting this major award and they're all of them. Eating their grand breakfast. Yeah, the grand slam. <laughs> well, that was a lot of a lot of news. A lot of news and a lot of thinking. A lot of news, a lot of thinking. We have some really, really exciting stuff coming up this year. Oh my gosh, some great interviews, some great guests. Cannot wait to get those scheduled and recorded and get them out to you. Once we get all that done, we need to have an up. Uh, that just talks about what's going to happen instead of dropping little F bombs. We should just. Yeah. Just explode. Yeah. Cause we've got some crazy, amazing things happening. It's all right. happening. It's all happening. It's not all, it's not all happening, but it's, a lot is happening. Yes. A lot is happening. Really, really excited. I have some really cool conversations. Yeah. And, um, Next week we've got a pop specific app, so stay we tuned do. for that. And I think that's I think that's it. 
think that's all I have. Me too. Okay, my friend. Okay, everyone. Tune in next week. Yep. Be safe. Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom cha. Boom cha. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey there listeners, Jenny here from The Garden Tarts, and if you are a major YouTube fan, which I am assuming you are if you are listening to this, then you are also aware of Bono's work with the organizations Red and One. It is absolutely imperative that we give them all the support we can right now, especially right now, as they are not only dealing with the AIDS epidemic that they have been fighting for years, but now the COVID-19 pandemic as well. So check out one.org and red.org and see how you can help.